This is Dapper Dividends. I am a passionate dividend growth investor who happens to be a tradesman by day. Every Tuesday and Friday, I will be sharing my portfolio activities, anything market-related that interests me, and then I'll wrap the show up with some free-form extemporaneous talk and top that off with the song of the show. So stick around. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Dapper Dividends number 16 for June 2nd, 2020. It's a hot one here in Chicago, and the air is running. I thought about turning it off. From where I do this, the HVAC unit is pretty close, so you may hear it, and you'll just have to deal with it because my family's upstairs where it gets really hot, and if I shut this down, it's going to be a sweat lodge for them, and we don't want to make them have to sacrifice too much for this show. And a couple of show updates. We are up to 359 plays with an estimated audience of 22 Bente y Dos and a overall wallet of $3.13 USD. Ben heard in 15... Ben heard. <laughs> Wonderful English. This show has currently been heard in 15 countries and 17 United States. I think that is fantastic. It is growing and I think it's really awesome that people continue to hear me. It's pretty crazy that this market continues to go up. I think a lot of it has to do with the slashed interest rates and people keep pouring money into the market looking for higher yield. And the U.S. stock market is one of the few places I think you're going to find a big bulk of that. But basically, it's just still completely divorced from the uh, economy and I guess that saying is true where they say that the market can remain irrational longer than you can remain rational. And boy, isn't this the truth. I keep waiting for this dip that never has coming. It's never materialized. And I have a bulk of that $30,000 I pulled out and rolled over into the self-directed IRA that's still sitting there. And I am just so afraid of throwing it all in at once against my better judgment because I know as soon as I do we're going to get that leg down I've been expecting and I'm pretty sure at this point that is what the market is waiting on. The market is waiting on for me to deploy the rest of that capital all in one shot so it can get the green light to go ahead and sink to the bottom. But that's okay. I'm not as afraid of making mistakes. It's something that you do in life. You're always learning, you're always making mistakes. And when I was in the Navy, they used to say that if you made a mistake, you were the first person to get that job to do again because they knew that you would be the most on top of your game. You would be the most cognizant and aware person of those mistakes. So I've done that in my life. When somebody makes a mistake and they truly know they messed up and they know exactly what they did, that's the first person I want on the job. That's the first person I want handling what they made a mistake about. Now, if they do it again, well, the second time around that mistake is no longer a mistake, but a choice. So just something to keep in mind. And let's get to the buys. Uh, not a lot. As this market keeps going up and up and things keep getting more expensive, I have been slowing down to a crawl in my taxable account which I'm not sharing the dollar amount yet. I'm just not that comfortable with it, and I don't know if I ever will. But in that, I only had one buy this week, and it was Realty Income, ticker symbol O. I read some numbers that out of their 
top, top end, their highest quality uh, tenants, they had about a 97, it was in the high 90 percentile uh, that they paid their rent. So that was awesome. And then amongst all of them, it was over 80%. So I, I'm sorry, the, the air kicked on again and it's just distracting to me, but we're going to power through this. I'm going to get through it for you because my family's upstairs. And again, anyway, so in the self-directed IRA, I made a few moves here. Uh, kind of funny. I tested the waters with JP Morgan bought one tiny teeny lonely share at $98.62. All right, I'm back. That was a work text. Uh, completely threw me off my game. This is one heck of a show just throwing me off my game. We got error running. We got texts. My neighbor's mowing his lawn. I don't care. We're going to get it out. I got to get it out. I got some time here. So what did I say? I bought a share of JP Morgan, ticker symbol JPM at $98.62. I'm starting to build a position of that. I think they're going to come down a little bit, but I like dipping my toes and I like buying on the ups and on the downs. And one thing I've learned all these years is to, when I feel the market is going up and things are overvalued, I don't spend, I don't buy as much. I wait for pullbacks and then I start deploying capital faster on the pullbacks. And then I bought my second half tranche of AT&T, ticker symbol T. I bought that today at $30.93. So I have 100 shares now at an average of $29.74. And what did I do? I went ahead and sold another covered call. I sold a July 10th, 2020 covered call for $31 and I sold that for 99 cents a share strike price so I got $99 and Charles Schwab takes a 65 cent cut of that so as soon as I sold that I had $98.35 coming directly cash money into my account that is mine to keep no matter what that I can do anything at all I would like with so here's a few numbers on that the reason I picked July 10th was very strategic. Now, AT&T has not declared a ex-dividend date yet. That has not been announced. But the last two Julys, it was on July 9th. So it's cutting it close. I'm hoping there isn't any kind of leap year funny business here. We'll see if I messed up. But I'm banking on July 9th that their dividend will be, that will be the ex-dividend date. That will be the date that you must own by so these, this contract will expire the day after. So I should be able to collect the dividend on that. I'll let you know. Hopefully they announce the dividend date pretty soon. So in the end, I got $98.35 for the contract that I get to keep no matter what. And if those shares do get called away, I will have gained $126 in capital appreciation. And on top of that, I do expect to get that $52 dividend. That's 52 cents a share times 100 shares. So in 38 days, if the shares get called away, I will have made $276.35. So that's a 9% gain on the initial $2,974 that I've put down in 38 days. Not too shabby if I must say so myself. And when I add all that up, that gives me a break-even price of $32.50. So what I did there is I took my average, the $2,974. I added that 
Uh, I added the $276.35. I just told you about to that divided by 100, and that gives me a break-even price of $32.50 a share. So if somebody were to call those shares away at, say, $32, I would still be ahead of the game $50. So there's a strong chance that I lose some money if they get called away at 34 Well, then I have lost money, but not in the truest sense. I lost the upside. I will not lose money. It is impossible for me to lose money. The most I can gain out of this is $276.35. Moving along, yesterday I also did receive from my Dividends Now experiment, I received those dividends from Walmart. I got paid Walmart dividends and I got paid health i got paid wells fargo dividends as well and i love looking at the calendar i use this pretty cool app in the app store called the stock dividend tracker uh i'll I'll put up a picture of it somewhere sometime but it says stock dividend tracker dividends period visualize period i like their calendar feature on that i'd like to talk about a company I was thinking of buying because the dividend yield is a sky high 10% and that is ticker symbol OKE. Oni Oak, they are in the oil and gas sector along with my Exxon Mobiles and my Chevrons. A little bit smaller. Uh, they're pr- primarily extensively in the midstream operations uh, moving natural gas around couple quick stats Uh, they had a high of $78.48 with a low of $12.16 today they closed at $38.14 with a $15.79 billion market cap and the enterprise value is $29.41 billion so that's quite a bit of debt they have I don't know if you know how enterprise value works I'll see if I can explain this but the enterprise value if it is greater than the market cap that's basically the debt so that is what you would need to buy the entire company debt warts and all 29 billion but they have a market cap of 15 billion so you can see considerable (laughs) today i'm having a day everyone you can have a considerable amount of debt there they not you can they do have a considerable considerable amount of debt almost 15 billion worth of debt so i thought about getting them they're down almost 80 percent from the high to the low they were now they're down about 50 percent if my math serves me right and that dividend yield is over 10 percent which is really good but i'm a little bit skeptical and a little bit cautious they i was looking into them and their ceo was saying the good things all the right things that they expect to keep paying that dividend but i see that they ex- they expect to invest a total of 1.4 to 1.8 billion dollars more which is going to be a lot more leverage for them uh, they're currently funding the dividend with debt i didn't like that they just issued 1.75 billion dollars in debt in 5 10 and 30 year notes i don't like that I, I, to me that looks like a game that you're playing a game of hoping that oil will shoot back up above the $40 barrel range. You can put more wells online. Things will return to normal, but they're still going to have that debt to pay down. They're taking on a lot of new debt and they're funding the dividend out of that debt, which I think is a very high risk of that dividend being cut. They say it's not going to. 
but I'm looking at the numbers and something I read a long time ago said, don't look at the story, look at the numbers. The numbers will not lie to you. And when I look at these numbers, I see Oni Oak as ripe for a dividend cut. I don't think that is fully baked in yet. And if they do cut the dividend, I think they'll fall. I think it'll crater and I may pick it up there either for a swing play or just to hold it long term because I think long term they'll be okay. But I think that dividend is going to be cut and it just goes to show that lately I have been looking at companies that are more non-cyclical in nature and have lower amounts of debt for that sustainable dividend because as a dividend growth investor, you don't want to fall into that yield trap. You cannot look just at the yield the first and foremost cornerstone is to look at the growth and sustainability of that dividend. I jotted down a few names that are a little more of what I'm looking at. Just nothing that's going to surprise you. Pepsi, Johnson & Johnson, Walmart, Costco, Archer Daniels Midland, Campbell's Soup. Uh, those are all ticker symbol PEP, ticker symbol JNJ, ticker symbol WMT, ticker symbol COST, ticker symbol ADM, and ticker symbol CPB in that order. Those are companies, those are, I'm not telling you to invest in those, I'm telling you those are stronger examples of non-cyclical companies with low amounts of debt. Alrighty, that's going to wrap it up for this. I have lots more I could say, but it's kind of getting late. I'm having a day. I want to get to the end and wrap this thing up. So follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Check out my YouTube thing I got going. I'm learning. I'm improving. I got some logo animations. My wife and I are putting together a logo animation company. We're going to start selling gigs on Fiverr. So you can check those out. Now my cat, my cat is crying. This is just one heck of a show. This is great. This is, this is great. Anyway, follow me, RustyRam78 at Twitter, and check me out on YouTube, stashing Worthy Acorns. Put $50 into the Stash app, the Worthy Bonds and the Acorns app, and I am adding $20 a month doing that for two years and sharing the results every single week. So check that out, and I will be right back. So before I started recording, my wife was showing me a news story uh, from Naperville, Illinois. That's a few towns away from where I am. And what they were showing is that there was another protest over the George Floyd death. And unfortunately, people were vandalizing and looting and destroying some of the co these companies. And these are companies and businesses that I've walked by and I've shopped at and I've ate at. One of them was a Lou Malnati's restaurant. Unfortunately, they looted, they destroyed. And these companies are small companies. They're not these big behemoth mega cap companies. They're small, somewhat mom and pop shops. And they've been hurt and struggling by the lockdown that we've had going on here the last several months. And then just to have something like this is a gut punch. Just to see you're trying to get to the point we're almost on the verge everybody feels that we're on the precipice of reopening and re-getting back to how things used to be and then all of a sudden you have to deal with your store being looted and destroyed i hate that it's not the way to do things i think everybody has a right to have their voice heard but you have a right to do that peacefully you have a right to say what you want but you do not have a right to hurt people 
or take their stuff or destroy their stuff against their will when people were not directly involved in this incident. That's my feelings. That's my opinion. I hate seeing it, but let's keep our fingers crossed that this will start to die off and there will be some changes. There will be some reforms and the police state will not be as aggressive as it is. And I think that's actually going to start with less laws. I don't belong to a political party. I guess I'm more libertarian minded ish. And I think that we have too many laws. The less laws we have, the less police we will need and the less people will become criminals. So that's uh, perhaps a, a topic for another show. So we shall see what happens with these riots. Hopefully they start dying down. And then the song of the show tonight. This is a newer artist. Well, the newer I say as opposed to I played Madonna the last song. Uh, this is a young man who is from Vancouver, British Columbia. Goes by the name Nim Vind. It is hard to describe. He describes his, his style as music for outsiders. It is punk. It is metal. It is new wave. It is a little bit country, and it's a whole lot of what I love to hear. Uh, very underappreciated. Hopefully, uh, I can get his name out to just a handful of more people that'll hear this. I really enjoy his music. One of my favorite artists, and the song is called Killing Saturday Night. I want you to go to YouTube, type in N-I-M-V-I-N-D, Killing Saturday Night. Check it out, and if you haven't heard... I have put together my Dapper Dividends playlist, so I will be adding that song to the playlist. After every show, I'm going to throw whatever song I decide to play on there, so they will all be in one beautiful, great, and convenient place for you to visit. So that's it. That's another show in the books. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, let me know. Leave leave a review, like, uh, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. I'd love to hear good, bad, ugly let me know what you like, what you don't like, anywhere you can find me. I'm going to get out of here. And remember, everyone you meet has something to teach you. <laughs>